Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time to bust the rhyme. When you, uh, well, I got nothing. Brown and Lawhead here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN, also available on YouTube, also available during the iTunes Podcast Store. It's our Monday because it is Monday, and we are here communicating, talking during the down part of what we know as the sports information time slot. What's up, bro? Jason Lawhead. What's, What's going on? International. How you doing, bro? How was your weekend, superstar? man? Uh, it was Pride, so I stayed inside. Oh, okay, yeah, because you're down near all that commotion, yeah, right? Man, listen, there was nowhere yeah. to park, there was nowhere to eat, there was, no, there was right. nowhere to go, there was nowhere to go without a rainbow. Nowhere to go without a rainbow. That's a great. That's that's a mm-hmm. great. That's just a great phrase. And I tell people, Did you just come I'm up with a, that. You just come up right with that. Just, just right now. Oh, just right now. I know where we go. Good. There wasn't a rainbow. I, I'm not against it because this is no, where people course. always get me confused. I'm not. I'm against parades it. in general. I just don't like them. <laughs> I just right. That's that's not my party. That's not my event. No. And I'm not the type of person that runs out to celebrate other people's things. No, so, I don't like know, bridge. I, kinda... I don't like road closures and bridge closures and yeah, detours. Over, overcrowded restaurants. Uh, COVID. COVID. Uh, uh, episode five. It gets worse. Is now out in in stores That's and streets. Hilarious. So I just you know I don't I don't want no part in this this horror movie that we know as COVID and the fifth iteration of it that apparently doesn't care about the uh, the shots you took. So I grew I, up uh, I grew up just to get on a just to get on a parade thing. I grew up in uh, Lorraine, Ohio, which uh, is uh, called the International City because it was a uh, home to steel mills and back in those 30s and 40s. Days I love it when the they call a, a small town something like international. It's great. Well, we, we, we actually had a, a claim to it. I mean, we were an outside of Cleveland, but we had a huge steel mill. United States Steel was there. So it was a melting pot. And, and because Puerto Rico was a territory, Puerto Ricans could come to the United States not needing an, an immigration type of status. It was legal. So there was a, a large influx of Puerto Ricans to come to Lorraine to specifically work in the mills and the, and the industries around it. And then the Eastern Europeans were always, you know, Slovaks and Polacks and all that kind of stuff. And we have this international festival every year and there was always, uh, and it's really, you know, cool little, you know, beer tents, food tents. They have these princesses, all the different uh, nationalities had princesses that would dress in these garbs and have a, and have a contest type thing, whatever. But the parade was always just the worst because we had like one road in the whole town and they would shut it down. And it was just like, can we just do this whole thing without the parade? Can we just have the weekend where there's beer tents, you know? Put it in like a park. As, it's like, yeah, we're, there's a big melting pot here. We know it. We live with each other every day. We don't have to go slow down traffic for six <laughs> hours. All right. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. I so yeah, man, I dig it, man. People had a great time. I'm I'm glad people were able to go out and, and celebrate their lifestyle and 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 be amongst others that feel and, and feel and enjoy the same things that they do. So you can't get mad at that, man. But nah. uh, uh, we've got some. We may have a story brewing here in San Diego in sports involving a young man by the name of Juan Soto. We'll get to that. Um, the home run derbies tonight. It's as useless as something else. We'll ask if it's time to get rid of both of these things. 
There's another. Uh, I don't even. I don't even want to call this person uh, a, a chip jumper over to live golf, but we've got two guys actually going to live golf. Uh, and 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 in addition to that, LeBron played in the Drew League. Some of you don't know what the Drew League. I'll explain and why that is the biggest nothing burger we may have going in sports today. But before we get to that, this weekend we had two shootings, one at a mall and then another one at a beach. We almost had a third. In South Carolina, Craig Robinson, you may know him from The Office. uh, North Carolina. I'm sorry, North Carolina. Or Hot Tub Time Machine. He's been in some stuff. He he's now that the fat black guy in the Pizza Hut commercials. <laughs> he was performing at a club, and a shooting happened at this club. As a as a stand up comedian traveling, doing his life, some reason, someone bought a gun into a comedy club for no reason other than to shoot somebody. Because I don't, and, and again, I live in California, so I don't, I don't get it. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I understand it, but I don't mm-hmm. get it. I'm going to a comedy show. Is my life in that much peril that I need to make sure I'm strapped at all times? Am I in a gang war? That I get. If I'm just a gun guy on the weekend, you know, I got a deer somewhere on my wall. What do I need? What do I need a gun for to go see a comedy show? There's there's some things when it comes to guns. I'm just like, for real. And this fell into the for real category. Like this, this guy who shot up this mall, he went in the mall because it's legal in Indiana. He went in the mall wearing the guns. Like it yeah. wasn't like, you know, uh, hey, I pulled these out of a garbage can I had put there last night. No, he walked sure. in the mall carrying the guns and i'm pretty sure in north carolina this guy walked into the comedy club with the gun on his hip so i'm i'm i don't i don't i don't get it but as a comic who's traveled the country do you ever have a sense of this or do you ever when did you become i I don't i don't want to use the word worried but it's lack of a better better word worried about this type of situation Oh, as the gun culture and the gun uh, mania has grown over time, not just yesterday or last month. Uh, I've thought about this many times at some point. And then, you know, there's so much visceral reaction. I mean, even before um, the, 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 the tribal split in politics, there was a lot of people that, you know, on both sides of the aisle uh, can't take a joke for whatever thing that offends them whether it's uh, you know you attacking some uh conservative values on stage or or if you're someone who isn't uh you know afraid to speak about all kinds of things and you may trigger the far left you know over woke uh that's not you know okay to joke about i mean there that was always been in my kind of back of my head you know there's instances where you've seen even from years ago on old videotape People going up and, and getting after a, a, a comic who had to defend himself with a mic stand or a guitar. If he was a guitar act, I think there was a, a guy one time who had to beat a guitar over a guy's head. I was attacked on stage by a drunk old lady once. I'm not attacked so much because she was just <laughs> drunk. She wanted to come up there and paw at me. I mean, um, for simply making a Raiders joke. She was an older 
a Latino woman that had too much to drink and she was nearby. I said something. I joke, joked about the Raiders. She was a Raider fan. She took offense. And um, then I made a joke about her being drunk. And then she came up to me. So, uh, yeah, as gun mania has, I've always said, you know, I'm more worried as a guy that refs some hoops out there, right? Mm. I'm more worried in that sense, in that in that venue of being, I, I'm putting myself in, I talk about a guy that's in, uh, you know, the soft target zone of making a living. It's really me, you know, when you talk about, you know, taking a stage or 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 taking the court and, and doing something. Yeah. And like in this case of the mall, like you, when you can just walk into places showing it on your shoulder, you know, when who's to say like that next one guy isn't there? I mean, for every person that's going to be able to do that legally, I mean, the percentages say that one to two some percent is going to be the guy that's going to draw that weapon and start a cascade of bullets. And it's like, oh, but there'll be other guys. Great. OK, that's what we want now. We want we want hey, good right. guys and shootouts everywhere. So it's it's just crazy. Um, I just try to. Uh, maintain a you know a, 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 a posture and awareness of my surroundings um, and that's all you can really do I mean that's where we've gone it's only going to get worse I mean we're not seeing anything you know like um, it doesn't matter whatever bills whatever anything gets brought up even if there was any vote that you might be like hey that's it's not it's that's just gonna, gonna help be, out there. there's more guns than people in this country right. so it's, it's just there it's never gonna go away so sadly uh you have to take that into account but yeah it's crazy right like a comedy club a guy like craig robinson who's just kind of uh you know is it known for controversial comedy is it known for somebody that's gonna you know, make insult anybody rise to be like, dude, yeah. I'm going in there. You know, it's not like, you know, if some psycho was like, I'm going to see Bill Maher buy a ticket, I'm going to go, you know, shoot him up or whatever. Or, yeah, <laughs> the attitude of that just bringing it into a venue because now they say you can bring it everywhere. And I don't know if it's by law, like certain laws, even with some loose gun laws, sometimes you can't take one into a place with a liquor license because once you know there are some you know amendages I mean, to certain yeah. laws that are like hey look man yeah. liquor is never a good place to have them so did he sneak it in was it illegal to get in that i don't know but yeah i mean it's just the first of something that will happen again so you know speaking of 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 things getting out of hand what's happening with Juan Soto, hmm. I believe will be the thing that begins to get out of hand. So for those of you who don't know, Juan Soto is a 23-year-old uh, phenom who has been playing professional baseball since he was 18, so he's already got five years in. For the Washington Nationals, who let Bryce Harper walk for, I think, $400 million over to the Philadelphia Phillies, they're now offering Juan Soto a $440 million contract over 15 years, which sounds insane, right? But at the end of the day, that 15 years, $440 million would have made him the 29th highest paid player per annual year in baseball. I know, that sounds nuts. So the reason why this is such a, a conversation on this show is because there has now been at least, I've seen three publications that have said the Padres are the leading contender to land Juan Soto. What it's going to take from the Padres to land Juan Soto, you have to ask yourself, 
is that worth giving up? I know he's great. And I know we have this void because Tatis has been hurt and there's not real clarity when he's coming back. But for people who believe that, it would be good to get him. I would paint this picture for you. The Angels have the best, according to Major League Baseball, the best DH and the best outfielder in the sport. They're damn near dead last in their division, and they're only not last because the A's are purposely trying not to win games. So (laughs) how you stack the roster, unless you stack it like the Yankees' current roster or the Dodgers' current roster or, damn, the Astros' current roster, how do you compete in baseball if a guy as good as Juan Soto, his team is in set, his team's in last place in his division, if I if I remember that correctly, and the Angels with two of those guys are damn near dead last in theirs. Like, what do you give up to not become the Washington Nationals to get somebody from the Washington Nationals? I mean, I you know, I, I just don't think it's tenable in the in the end of the day to rely on trading the farm for having Juan Soto in your clubhouse at the price tag you'll need to him even if he is a San Diego is a desired landing spot for a long-term deal and I get the fact like even if he loved Washington I get the fact not wanting to be in a 15-year contract or even 10 or north if you're a ball player, I, I get that. I don't have any, I don't have any problem in today's games and economics and the way the, the, the way life is in the, in, in the present and the going future of, you know, maybe wanting to explore your life and have a journey. You're stuck in Washington for 15 years. till you're 38. I don't care how much money <laughs> it's worth. Right. I, I, you know, and I'm not, that's not a knock on it's just like almost anywhere, you know, Baltimore, Philly, whatever, whatever, like even San Diego. I mean, as much as this is great, America, like, life can be different in 15 years for anyone, regardless of where you are. All work. kinds of people, right? Yeah, exactly. You may want to go back to, you know, a native country or buy something, you know, in the off season. And, hey, maybe, uh, you know, five years in San Diego is great. And then I want to be an Astro because it gets me from the Houston airport down to South America to this place, I, whatever, right? Like who right. knows how your life and your decisions and your choices because like you said uh and like a, a lot of times we're seeing it with freddie freeman right like sometimes remorse. It's just a, sometimes it's just a swinging whatever contest right i want to get the most money but when you come out to la or san diego you're taking a plunge in taxes if you weren't taking less with the marlins or whatever I, so all of those kind of economics those are just decimal points to him um so when you look at it from a Padres perspective and the future perspective, and yeah, it's cool. It'd be great to have a young, you know, stud like Juan Soto wanting to come here. But I think that the, the bigger question is, is um, what's what's the worth of getting rid of what you can get rid of when you talk about a roster, right? Like you talk about mm-hmm. what you just pointed out with like the angels and then that kind of a thing. So, you know, is a Machado and Soto and one other guy enough? at all those price tags just to be a middle of the road team, always trying to plug holes in the boat on a roster that's made up of, you know, three just huge salaries. And you hope that you can, you know, just have enough guys around over, you know, the primes of these guys, whatever they have left crossovers. 
to to win division titles or at least one or bring a World Series home to make it worth it? You know, that's a tough Dude, question the, when you're a San Diego Padres. You're not a, a you know you're not a Los Angeles Dodgers or you're not a New York Yankees that can just you know take and take and bleed those financial losses off and and in two years you know have a whole group of different faces. The sick fairness in baseball that is not in any other sport. Okay, is that you can have somebody as good as Juan Soto in your lineup. And your worst player gets as many attempts than as your best player in Juan Soto. There you in go. football, the Aaron Rodgers touches the ball every offensive play because yeah. he's your best option with the ball in his hands. Yeah. On a basketball court, LeBron James has the ball for the majority of the time because he's the best option with the ball in his hands. Yeah. In baseball, your worst play, it definitely defines the weakest link in the chain it's as important as the strongest. So it all needs to tie together because as good as Juan Soto is, the Angels, I mean, the Nats are terrible. As good as Mike Trout and as good as uh, Ophoni is, they're both, their team's terrible. And you can go down the line. I remember Robinson Cano left the New York Yankees. I will never, ever understand this other than pure, unadulterated, unbashed greed. Robinson Cano left the New York Yankees to go to the Seattle Mariners, I think it was like for $7 million. And he's been irrelevant and steroid-filled ever since. So if you are, if, if you're looking at trading for Juan, Juan Santo, Juan Soto, for what? Because that's that becomes my question. If you're the Padres, you got to give up Mackenzie Gore. You got to give up CJ Abrams, two guys who've now proven that they can play at this level, and two more minor league prospects and probably some cash. And they're not going to take Eric Cosmer because they don't have to. And they're not going to take Will Myers because they don't have to. And they're not, they might take uh, Blake Snell just to save face from a pitching prospect because now you'd have Blake Snell. You have uh, – Right, or a Musgrove. Prospect. They may say, give us the Musgrove and we'll put him on contract because we believe right. pitching is a, 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 a hardcore pitching staff is where we're going to win because that's what won us the last time with Strasburg and, and Scherzer and these guys. So – Right. So I, 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 I find it very difficult to believe that this, if done, because I think A.J. Preller, also his job's on the line. If this team doesn't make the playoffs this year, he's more than likely looking for more employment. And you don't, listen, nobody gets a deal done like a person on the way to a pink slip. Okay? So yeah. whatever, this, whatever this minor league system has been made of, he created it. And if it's his job to now bring in the best talent, I, I think the only reason why a deal like this would get done is because of that. Because if not, this just shows you how inept and uneven baseball is because Juan Soto might end up on the Dodgers just because they have the most money and just because they could just give them as many prospects as they need because they could just go to Dominican Republic, Federal Baseball Destruction, and get more dudes than anybody else. Same thing for the Yankees. They can get more dues because they have more money to spend. And that has always been my biggest sin with baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're right. Preller, you know, one way or the other, you know, he's going to, if he loses his job because the Soto deal doesn't work out, he's going to lose his job if he doesn't make the Soto deal, if they don't make the trade. So he's in this almost high wire act right now to feel like, are we good enough to finish this season off? with this manager and this team because 
a lot of this season right now is starting to look like the way it went into the all-star break last mm-hmm. year, record wise, a little unsure. You're losing to some teams. You're making some, you know, uh, bonehead plays, uh, bonehead plays. You've got a first baseman out there that you just go, God almighty. What, you know, you, you just like, it's like every time the balls hit to him, it's like, it's like that feeling like, you know, when the, the guy that starts the car for the mob, you know, he goes in to get the guy that's got to put the key in and then turn the yeah. ignition. And you just like, it's like almost that sweat of, is this thing going to blow up or okay. It, it turned over. We're fine. You can get in and drive. So um, yeah. And then you've got an offense that sputters. And just uh, you know, and you've got um, the public clamoring for to to trade for some type of bat in the lineup because they're scoring two runs a game. So we we will find out, man, because there's so mm-hmm. there's so much to be there's so much to be answered after the Major League Baseball draft and after the All Star game for the Padres and other front offices to do. But there's more work on this show, and we're going to get to it when we come back. Brown and Lawhead Miter tonight, ESPN. Back like we never left. John Browner, Jason Lawhead here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN. Browner and Lawhead. We had a really interesting Juan Soto conversation beforehand, and we had another discussion on uh, basically violence in this country. Uh, I'm glad Craig Robertson is safe. Jason, as a, as a traveled comedian in the highs and lows of what we call this great country of America, you've seen some clubs that you would probably want to revisit, and you've seen some clubs that if they lose your number, you're not going to be upset. So, yeah, it is what it is, and we're trying to make the best out of it. But we we cover so many different things on this show. If you guys miss anything, you can always head over to the iTunes podcast store or over to YouTube under Kathleen and Crew and get whatever you miss because we're number one in the Great Friends Podcast Network because we are the only one in the Great Friends Podcast Network. Uh, Jason, we got two stories here. Both of them can be fun. The potential of one a little more fun than the potential of the other. So, the home run derby is tonight. Juan Soto, ironically, yeah. in the home run derby. Kyle Schwarber, old man Albert Pujols, who I like to win it. Uh, and there are a couple of other guys in there uh, that I'm not interested in. What's, what has less appeal at this point to you? Because this is now summertime uh, talk radio jargon. What's worse, the slam dunk contest or the home run derby? I think I think today I think it's the slam dunk contest. I think mm-hmm. they've both lost their luster over the years. I was lucky enough, me and my best man, man Andy Benton, um, uh, who actually were going to the Panthers Browns opener. He he lives in North Carolina, but uh, we grew up together. We went to three straight All Star games in the '90s during the heyday of the the Cleveland Indians run, and when baseball was coming back after the strike and the steroids so we saw the 97 in cleveland and we got and it was so amazing we said uh, we're going 98 in denver course field and these are where the indians were sending six seven guys every year to the all-star game and then we went 99 to the famous fenway park one with the century's greatest players and ted williams we were at that and we saw the, all those home runs derbies and that's when griffey jr was in every one mcguire was in every one uh, all of the big names, Larry Walker, Galarraga, everybody that was knocking them out of the park in, in that era were all competing. And I just feel like it's just a – still today, what, even though it's lost its luster, it doesn't have that 
that that like the dunk contest doesn't have the Dominiques and the Jordans and the you know the great dunkers, the Nances of, of their day. Um, I still feel like it's just funner for the fans in the ballpark because even you know you see a quick pitch, they not they 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 swing and they they line one into the left field, and if it's not a home run, that that pitch is coming again. That, that batting practice pitcher is throwing on a strike. He's got the next swing. The guy stands right back in the box. There's no figuring out or guessing the pitch. He's knowing it's getting grooved. So those guys don't leave their stride. They just keep, you know, one swing practice, swing, boom, back. And then the, so I think more balls, it's quicker, it's more active. They may have, you know, too many guys, too many rounds. I think you just go get the four best home run hitters and you just do it nice and quick. Um, where in between dunks, there's so much like, I, you know, I don't know. It's just. I would say the Derby still, it's outdoors. It's it's an old tradition. We love the home run. Um, and it's the kind of home run you'll still see in, in a game, right? A big boom, oh, wow, once in a while, where the dunks that they're doing now in dunk contests, these aren't dunks you're ever going to see in a game. They're kind of, you know, jumping over the hood of a Kia and, you know, doing and, – and, and, hey, it's unbelievable stuff, no doubt. Jumping over child well, support checks. Yeah, it's unbelievable stuff, no doubt. But I just think that one's lost its luster over time for what it is. Um, we've, you know, and I think we've seen every creativity. We've seen the best do it in the dunk contest. And at least the home run is still an old tried and true thing. It, 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 it's a home run. It's it's basic. It's, uh, it's easy to just kind of figure out what you saw, which was a boom, a big smash home run up into the scoreboard uh i still love the home run man i i would if you had even though i'm a basketball guy if you had to ask me you know would you love to just see one of those jaw-dropping home runs or a jaw-dropping dunk i would rather see a jaw-dropping home run i'd rather see somebody dent the scoreboard in, in the deepest part of the park than you know throw one up behind his back catch it with one hand and dunk i would argue you are 100 correct in your analysis I will add this only caveat as to why I would choose the dunk contest over the home run derby, participants. The problem that has failed the dunk contest is that it became revolutionary and, and game-changing when it was Michael Jordan against Dominique, when it was Vince Carter mm -hmm. just changing the way you view a person dunking a basketball. When it was mm -hmm. Dr. J initially from the free throw line, these Oof. moments in time where the dunk contest built its name, we are now in an unfortunate space where these other guys are living off the moments that you remember from the dunk contest. They almost feel like stolen moments when I watch these other bozos do seven dunks that they can't make any of them. So... I would have to say the home run derby needs to be saved. And if I had to scrap one, it would be the dunk contest because the NBA, for all the things I love about it, they've got a lot of guys who are just really pampered. And they've got a lot of guys who don't want to do something unless the check is cut to them, whether they compete or not. And I think that is what that is what's hurting the image of the dunk contest. Because if I can't reckon as a basketball follower, if I can't recognize the guy in the dunk contest, that's bad. Okay? At this point, yeah. 
if I don't know who you are and I follow basketball 24-7, and when they announce the dunk contest, guys, I'm always for one or two dudes like, who? Oh, he play, uh, I don't know about that. These oh, guys almost play. never start on their teams. Or play. Damn, start. Or play. But I'm play. saying, like, we recognize starters. The great thing about baseball is even if the biggest name isn't in it, You've got nine or eight, at least eight hitters in the lineup to choose from. So even if a guy right. that isn't the best hitter from that team that showed up, you might have their third baseman who is a power hitter that we all know because he's an everyday player. Or you might have the second best home run hitter from that team. It isn't the the utility guy. The pinch hitter isn't in the in the home run derby, right? right. Whereas like. Yeah, the 10-day contract guy that then survived and got signed at the league minimum for the rest of the year is in the right. dunk contest. So I I, I and and by that cuz I've watched a couple of home run derbies, probably like maybe 6 or 7 of them from beginning to end. And I don't even have a memory where I was like, yo, wow, that was crazy when this happened. Like it's fun to watch. And but unless a guy hit like 8 or 9 in a row, it's really kind of just this, like we bought this package in 98 from this company called roadtrips.com and we had 10th row straight behind home plate for the home run derby at Coors Field. So that was the year Maguire hit 70 and Sosa hit 66 and that was the year all of it was happening. So it was the middle of that season and we have I've got still on the old disposable camera I've got old photos, developed photos of McGuire, you know, following through and everybody looking up out towards, you know, left, left center and the, where the balls were flying that day in that elevation um, was unbelievable. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy was in it, Larry Walker, Griffey, Griffey won it. Um, I believe Griffey won it that year. Griffey won it in 97 as well in Cleveland. But I'll tell you, to see that kind of home run display from those kind of players, obviously they were all on steroids, Paul Merrill, all these guys, Galarraga. But um, that was exciting. I mean, that was like a fireworks show. It was just a constant, ooh, ah. And by the time you're you're looking at one flying over the wall, and you're like, look where that end up. You're looking Griffey, over, and then the, the next and... pitch is already in in motion, and he's swatting the next one, and you're just like, Griffey where, won in '98 uh, and '99. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, who won in '98 and '99? Griffey. Yeah, and then '97 might have been Larry Walker um, or somebody at, at Cleveland. So we went and saw those. And to me, those were just that those were the best parts. We saw some great all-star games. The 98 one was a high, I think still the highest scoring game. Uh Bonds hit a, a, a I believe he hit a, a a monumental three-run shot into the upper deck into right field off Bartolo Cologne. Because we had first base. So we had those, and then we were up along the first base side, about 19 rows over the dugout in short right field for the game. And what an excursion that was. What a great weekend we had. Uh, we got to see the celebrity golf, uh, uh, softball game. And we met Robin Yountain around town where all the different bars and parties. We met a young Rich Eisen who was just on ESPN at the time. And we were ha having drinks with guys like Fernando Vina. And it was crazy, man. There was people everywhere. So 
all these things can create moments. Both these events can create moments. I just think one being a dunk contest without the participants being guys you recognize, it has had the tendency and it has actually gone way staler than the than the home run contest. So we'll see how that shakes out uh, tonight. It's probably going on as we speak right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, another another thing I want to touch on uh, before we get out of here. LeBron James played in the Drew League, scored 40 points, and I turned on my television this morning. Okay, let me let me back a little. So the Drew League is basically a free uh, summer league in Compton where NBA players, because most of them either vacation or live in Los Angeles during the summer, guys come and they get good runs in. The g- It's free to attend. The gym is literally always packed from wall to wall. And you get some overseas guys playing. You get some bus drivers playing. You get some mm-hmm. some some mm-hmm. some some mailmen playing, but guys playing in, in a competitive uh, organized game, which is always healthy for the game of basketball. Kobe Bryant's done this. Kevin Durant's done this. James Harden, Demar Derozan, Zach Levine—you name it. Any NBA player that you know of substance, with the exception of like Giannis or Jokic, because they're foreign guys and they don't get the the uh, the awesomeness or specialty of that. LeBron played. Scored 40 points, and I had to wake up this morning to people saying, oh, LeBron says this is the most healthiest he's been in, in over a year. And he's back. LeBron's LeBron's still top five in the NBA. And it, I love LeBron James, and I also get it's summertime. <laughs> so there's nothing really yeah. to, to talk about. But people, come on. The if did you watch it? Did you watch it or did you? And I don't mean like did you watch it like in its entirety because please don't ever do that unless you're in the building. Even the highlights. Look at the defense. I mean, come on. Look at the look at the look at the game. The small tippets that you saw. LeBron is great. LeBron's going in his twenty second, twenty third year. He ain't the same. And that's okay. That's okay. Because if he's telling you, oh, I haven't been this, I haven't been this healthy, I've been this close to this 100% in over a year, and then he sprains his ankle the first week in camp, then what? Then what? Like, just a narrative doesn't always have to be created. LeBron did something so that the fans could enjoy it, so he could get his name out there, I, I guess, in a positive way after what he said about on his podcast or TV show. And just let it be that. LeBron played in the Drew. It is what it is. Because Kyrie Irving is going to play in the Drew soon. I think it's either today or tomorrow. So we'll see what kind of buzz that creates. But knowing him, he won't show up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I saw some minor one or two minute clips through scrolling of like some of the plays he made. But you're right. I mean, it's, um, you know, this is like, shoeless joe jackson going out and playing in like new jersey semi-pro leagues and then people going dude he hit 550 it's like well yeah i mean he was banned he's playing he's not playing he's playing with guys that could never make he's playing against your milkman i mean these guys are past their prime in major league years and they're still playing because they never were able to be good enough so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's nice that he went and visited. It's kind of like at the end of the day, the story should be like, hey, man, that was really cool, dude, that he just suited up and played with these guys one day. Kind of like Dave Chappelle going to a 
coffee shop open mic on a Monday, you know, at 5 p.m. or something, right. some spoken word type thing. And people just like, oh, man, he was the best on the show. Well, yeah, of course he was. Like Beyonce, you know, yeah, he was the funniest. What are you, stupid? I mean, you know, well, he still got it. Chappelle still got it. I saw him at a at a coffee shop open mic uh, Monday at 6 p.m. And he was by far the best one on the show. Well, yeah, of course he was. <laughs> he still got his fastball, man. Yeah, man, yeah. Chappelle, dude. His timing still is the best timing he's had. In his, okay, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure LeBron is in the best shape of anybody as long as he's been doing it, but he's not in the best shape of his life. We saw that in Miami hey. in the latter few years. We saw it in the first year or two he came back to Cleveland. That window, that for you. The reason why he continues to go nagging in injuries is because he's not in the best shape. It was like because he's older. And you're right, when that high ankle sprain turns and it lingers and he's, and he's got to miss another few games because he came back too soon or that groin is going to be the thing that really yeah. lingers the long time is going to be the groin and the eventually groin never goes away. as you get older that groin it just that 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 i don't care how good of all of the doctors he has like when you get older that thing just eventually doesn't go away and it always creeps back up and when you play at that kind of a level that's the one injury that's gonna really be the one that keeps putting him out over the course of a basketball season so I, I I get it. I get it. We're all in the media. We've all got jobs to do. We've all got stories to take. And we all got producers. Exactly. That we have things to try to get people to cover. But let's pump the brakes. I mean, we're talking about it because there's nothing to talk about sports. So yeah. somebody was... Somebody was joking with me. How much time? We have enough time. We got yeah, yeah, time. Go ahead, We're go time. Ahead, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. somebody was joking with me the other day, and I'm trying to work this idea into my act, into some new material, and I go. They were like, so, man, how's, you know, I haven't talked to a person in a while. And they are like, you know, hey, man, I, I check out your show on YouTube once in a while. Dude, you guys are great. Da, 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 blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, how's it going, man? I'm like, it's great. I go, it's great. He goes, oh, man, what hey, what an easy life. He goes, you know, living in San Diego, talking sports. That's perfect. I go, it's, I go, but it's, it's hard, dude. I go, we got one major league sports team in this town. And I go, and nobody wants to talk about it because it's just like, oh, God, I don't want to talk about it. I go, we're like the anti-weatherman. A sports talk guy in San Diego is like the anti, it's like the opposite of a weather person in San Diego. That's the cake job. Look out your window. It's going to be nice today. We got to sit here and really try to figure out Damn. what the heck we're talking about. I go, even when one hour sometimes, it isn't even about sports. So, um, Dude, but I'm, yeah, so we're talking about the Drew League because oh. – I, I, Give us funny, something. It's funny you mentioned that about baseball in general because I just wrote an article on Kaplan and Crew on the Brown Bag Block about the number 70. Because last year, a division-winning World Series champion lost more than 70 games. Mm -hmm. And here we are, 52, 52 and 42, and people are pulling their hair out. Bro, you got 28 more losses to go. Like, and now hopefully they're not all in the just road. Just still be in good shape. Right, right. To be a contending still team, be in good shape. Yeah, a, a contending team has seventy more losses to go. So, it, <laughs> the idea of what the baseball season looks like is so hard to cover from a radio perspective because you've got to take into consideration this isn't football, where if you lose right. two games in a row, that's a talking point. This isn't that's basketball, right? Where you, if you lose four games in a week. 
people are now saying, oh, well, what do, is it time to trade or what's going on with the roster? What's going on with the Lakers? Blah, blah. Is it time to fire the coat? Like, you can't do that with baseball because the Angels lost 15 games in a row. And guess what? They're still in playoff contention. Right. This just because when you lose three straight in baseball, when you lose three straight in baseball, that's 72 hours of your life. When you lose three straight in football, that's 21 days plus of a team and a locker room and getting together and getting in the film room and trying to figure out, looking at each other's eyes going, dude, we're on day 17 straight of not winning a football game. And if right. we don't win Sunday, it's carrying over. So, yeah, it's a whole different type of mindset. So I think when we, as we, as we go forward, I encourage people to head over to Kaplan and Crew, read the Brownback blog. It's a three-minute read. You guys will like it. If you don't, let me know. I won't care. Um, <laughs> just relax, people. <laughs> relax. If we don't get Juan Soto, if they don't get Juan Soto, if they only use getting back to Tees and getting back Myers at the trade deadline as as a way to say, hey, these are our moves. We're bolstered by our own guys coming back. Just relax, because even at worst, you still got 28 more losses to go. And by the way, you're probably going to win 30 more games. So if you keep at the course that you're at, roughly, you'll be a playoff team. And we won't have yeah. to worry about this this conjunction of, of, of oh, the bullpen. Oh, we can't hit. We can't score. Everybody relax, because we're relaxed. We've got you all to Wednesday. 6 to 7 p.m., Browner and Lawhead on the Mightier 1090. It's going to be a a road to toe for the next couple of days. So we're going to give you all some wild, crazy stories. We're going to look under some rocks. We're going to look under some boulders because we're going to find some stories. And I saved the live golf story because I know we like to fight about that. That wasn't. Because more dominoes are going to fall. Yeah. More, more guns are in the holster for that. It's probably a bad term mm-hmm. to use considering today's America. Peace. <laughs>